Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. For the last five days or so, since the Heat closed out the Celtics, Chris Haynes, TNT uh, Bleacher Report, he reported that the timeline for Tyler Hero was game three. So for the last five, six days or so, the what is the meaning of life question for the Heat, a.k.a. when is Tyler Hero going to play? We've been expecting Wednesday. Game three is going to be that. And how much should we see of Tyler Hero? Do you want to insert Tyler Hero into the rotation when this Heat team without Tyler Hero in the rotation is three wins away from an NBA championship. Well, Rosgold, TNT, or uh, ESPN, used to be a TNT, ESPN NBA sideline reporter, she just tweeted the following right as we were coming on the air. Listen to this, and I want to get your guys, your guys' feel for this. I spoke with Tyler Hero ahead of his Game 2 pregame routine. He told me he experiences both soreness and swelling in the right hand after shooting, and he can feel the soreness when he's making a, quote, follow-through shooting motion. He also shared his consideration of not wanting to come back and mess up the rhythm of the team. While there was hope he'd return for Game 2 as he's participating in all aspects of team practice, he's making sure the time is right for his return to the court. Mm. So that obviously makes this a little trickier. I have been full proponent of, and proponent yeah. of, uh, both. Yeah, both. Prun and proponent yeah. of Tyler Hero when he's ready coming back. Like, screw the rhythm of the team, especially in this series where there is open shots to be had, mm-hmm. especially with a guy who can create his own shots and maybe help a little bit when the Heat go into the predictable offensive lulls. Give me Tyler Hero. Even if it's just seven or eight minutes, you can take a minute or two off of Gabe. You can take a minute or two off of Duncan. Well, give me some Tyler Hero minutes. How about we just give him Cody Zeller's minutes and just call it even? Uh, all of Cody Zeller's <laughs> At this point, I'd even have Tyler play the five yeah. in place of Cody Zeller. It wouldn't be no different no, on defense. No, um, But this, rebounder. this changes it a little bit. If he's not feeling if – if you're feeling that soreness – chances are you're going to be a little squeamish on contact, right? It, whether it's going to make any difference or not, you don't like to feel pain. Even if there's no, no risk of further damage, you're still going to be, just by human nature, anticipating, oh, I could get a hit. Short arm shots, try and protect that hand. That's not good. Yeah. And so I just, I, I have been full bore, get Tyler Hero, find a way to get him at you least have- in the rotation a little bit. A little bit, but the fact that he's so self-aware of I don't want to ruin the rhythm of the team, I guess at this point, can we really expect any Tyler Hero at all in this NBA Finals? What did you make of that? If it's not a fully confident Tyler Hero, then it's not a Tyler Hero worth putting out there on the NBA Finals court, mainly because what he is good at is being neon green light, fully confident, knowing that his shot can and will go in, knowing that he should be able to create plays for the team and whatnot like you want that guy because outside of that, he doesn't really give you much else. Well, he's not going to defend like Gabe does. He's not going to defend like Haywood Highsmith does. Right. Like right. It's like, would you rather Haywood Highsmith minutes or Tyler Hero right now? And if Tyler Hero's not confident, give me Haywood Highsmith, who 
can at least make plays outside of And he scoring. can defend on the interior and give you something. Yeah, and he can hit that open three-pointer yeah, that sure. Tyler Hero is going to get. So it's like diminishing returns if you think. I just I, I tend to err on the side of the Heat being more dangerous if Tyler Hero is at least something you have to think about. If Tyler Hero is on the floor. But if he's simply going to be out there as some sort of decoy because he's still experiencing soreness and he's not going to be able to go – full 100% his offensive game, I suppose at this point you scrap it. But this, it gets, it's more difficult. Like I know the Heat have been rolling. This is a great story. And it's awesome. And the Heat have gotten to this point. But your path to a title, in my opinion, gets easier if Tyler Hero is available. And now I guess we're scrapping it? Yeah, you've been fully, fully on board with like, bringing Boy Wonder hurt? back. I, I don't think it can hurt. And first and foremost, to hear how he answered some of those questions, it's really refreshing. It's very self-aware. I'll give him a lot of credit for that. He's not trying to fake it. Yeah, the maturity level has totally taken leaps and bounds, which is really cool to hear. But yeah, I mean, Theo, you just touched on it. And, and, and can you kind of you know double down on it? He's not going to give us defensively as much as Gabe is. You talked about Gabe fronting Jokic at the elbow. Can you imagine Tyler Hero trying to do that? <laughs> I don't think he would. Is the thing. Like, I don't even think he would. And with the team in the Miami Heat who lead the league in deflections, who lead the yeah. league in steals, all these things are diving on the ground, all the jump balls. Tyler Hero's not doing any of that. No. So, so Well, no, Tyler Hero did injure himself trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. he did injure himself trying to do that in Got game it. one of the Bucks series Got so i'll give him credit yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. but it, it it definitely seems uh at this point like if it's not clear cut i suppose you don't play tyler hero and that's the main thing like if his comments to Roz gold were more like in line with hey i'm ready to go whenever spo and the medical staff clears me i'm ready to rock i can't wait to get out there with my guys that's the tyler hero you want to bring on you don't want to risk bringing on a guy who already is questioning his place in the lineup questioning if his health is good enough like he's if, if he's right, that will be a great injection into this series. Yeah. But if he's not right, what, what's the point? Yeah, I, I, you're, you're, three, you're one, one, and three wins away from a championship. If Tyler Hero is still feeling soreness, I just, it sucks. Because yeah. I've been looking forward to this, and we've been looking forward to this. I really thought that you could at least find him some meaningful minutes in that rotation where he can at least make a difference. But if there's still that soreness, I feel like at this point then, just bleep it. You can't. Don't, don't risk it. You're going you back home. It. You got home court advantage. You're coming off a win. Just you know, yeah. rely on Spo. Yeah. See what we can do. Uh, you hear him every day, six to ten a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. Part of uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max here on ESPN 106.3. He's apparently a prop comic. He brought a whole broom to the studio on Friday after the Heat lost in uh, Game One of the NBA Finals, and then he promptly ate crow today. On KJM here on ESPN 1063. Uh, spending a couple of minutes with us here, our friend Jay Will on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, can, I, can I just start this, Jay? Was that your broom? Did you find it in your home or did you just steal one from, uh, from the ESPN offices? Of course I stole one from the ESPN offices. Mickey Mouse would have no problem you know, giving me a broom to use. And let's be honest, guys, if you stay around long enough, every hero becomes the villain. And that's apparently what's happening right here, right? That's apparently what's happening. Even though I gave you guys love last year, I say uh-huh. <laughs> one thing about I think the Denver Nuggets are going to be sweeped. And now I am the Joker. I, I, that just worked out that way. I uh-huh. didn't mean for it to uh-huh. come out that well way, done. but apparently I'm the Joker. You guys are Batman. Uh, that's what an established uh, broadcasting veteran like yourself does. You just fall into these really, really good word plays, and uh, and I appreciate that. Uh, so, so I I know I know how game one looked. Okay, and I understand how game one looked. But 
you you played at the powerhouse of college basketball. You've been in tenuous moments and have found a way. You've watched this Heat team. You know Jay Will is a former NBA player. It's best of seven, not best of three, not best of one. You know it's best of seven. What in God's name possessed you to declare a sweep after one game of the NBA Finals? Because I watch you guys for every game during the regular season. That's I mean, your what problem. do you want me to say? That's your problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that is my, apparently, my problem is I watch too much <laughs> basketball, and I watch you guys not make threes at this clip, and I watch you guys have issues with your half-court offense, and now I'm seeing a completely different team. Sorry if I question <laughs> the legitimacy and the consistency of a team that hasn't been there for most of the year, but damn what you're doing is impressive. And also, you guys should be thanking me. This should be an appreciation phone call. Oh because every time I pick against you guys, you guys continue to win. So the last thing you want me to do is to jump on the bandwagon, uh-huh. and then I'll be blamed for the loss. The kiss of death. Jay Will himself with us here on Ken Levick Alive here on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> uh, we, we heard Spo last night. Uh, he, he made the, the biting comment uh, when, when Ramona Shelbourne dare dare uh, ask a question about the uh, turning Jokic into a scorer. I think she was onto something. It was a fair question. Maybe the wording wasn't quite there. But he said, hey, to the untrained eye, yeah, maybe you can do that with Nikola Jokic. But he's so advanced as a player, you can't just turn him into a scorer. He's going to make offense. We've been trying to explain the heat right now to the untrained eye. I say that they they run their plan better than anybody in the NBA in this postseason. Theo you to my left saying, hey, they're just unfazed. They're plus 90 in the fourth quarter, Jay, in this postseason. It's incredible. How would you, you're watching this entire postseason, how would you explain the heat to the untrained eye? They're the most physical and the most mentally tough team that there is in basketball. And, uh, and, and those things typically, uh, the ability to execute with those things is what makes them so difficult. Right, is that they, people always say, well, they never go away. And I always say, well, they're always there. Like, what do you mean, go away? They're always there. Like, mentally, they're always in the game. And we've seen so many teams in the history of all sports have lapses. And so for me, when I see a game plan, and I, I, I hear Eastbo, because knowing him and spending time around him, I could tell that, that you know, question would chap anybody's mm-hmm. asked the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, I'm sorry, we're, we're just playing him in single coverage. And we're not doubling down on Nikola Jokic. We're stunting at him. We're giving him a, a variety of different looks. That's not letting him score. We're actually making it difficult for yep. him to score. Yep. And in the process, guys, we're exhausting him. We're making him tired because he's exerting a lot of energy to do so. And when you do that, guys, when guys like KCP or Michael Porter Jr. only get seven shots or three shots, when they have to take shots down the stretch, guess what? There's no rhythm. They don't feel comfortable because – he hasn't been able to make everybody else around him better. And that's how you put yourself in a position to win. Jay, I got to ask you about this zone that the Heat keep putting out, not just one variation of it, but obviously as many as they've done throughout this postseason and including the one that happened and worked last night. Is there any, like, how, like, should we be concerned that there's going to, the magic of this zone is going to run out and the Nuggets figure it out because the Celtics never did. The Knicks never really did either, but the Nuggets feel like an offensively smart team with the perfect guy to break the zone. Well, here's the problem with it. Uh, if Because we were having conversations last night watching the game. I'm like, you know, Jokic is such an elite passer, but it's an amoeba zone that kind of transforms in between a, a multitude of different things. So 
Number one, you, you're putting your point guard, essentially, well, I'm calling Jokic the point guard, right, in the middle of the zone to turn face and make plays. But when you're in a Miba defense, it gives a variety of different looks that it's hard to read those each and every time down the court. So, you know, do you want to put Jokic on the perimeter? and then? But who are you going to put from that dunker spot? Are you going to put Aaron Gordon? There, he's not a reliable playmaker. So almost in a way, you feel like with zones, you have to go more man-to-man principles. You still should run your man-to-man sets. And it feels like Denver just goes away from that, and it becomes all eyes on Jokic to make every single play. And look, man, in, in, in the game of – I'll take that all day long. Like, Jokic, okay, make every play then, Jokic. Like, you're great. You're incredible. Make every single play. Yeah. That's exhausting and taxing for a guy like Jokic, for anybody. Jay Will with us here. Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3. We've been talking about the, the mental aspect, and I – I I hate going that route because it sounds so like sports talk, radio, hokey. They're just mentally tougher. Like, I hate going that route. But you mentioned the mental fortitude of this Heat team. And I think that there's a tangible number, the plus 90 in the fourth quarter. They were plus 94 in the fourth quarter, 2020 in the bubble when they went to the finals. Um, the, the, the execution, we saw the Nuggets get frustrated in the fourth quarter. And Nikola Jokic is doing that thing where he starts flailing and uh, stupid fouls and getting frustrated. And then Michael Malone after the game is talking about how he couldn't believe he had to talk about effort in the NBA Finals with his guys because, uh, in, in particular, Porter, KCP, they didn't hit their shots and they were disengaged. How do you... I got, the, the mental aspect of it, how do you, you, you tell people about it and how much it matters uh, to a team like the Heat and in these situations without coming off as just you're making up a storyline? So I heard this thing from Pat Riley. This is probably going on 15, 16 years ago during a speech that I used to always go down and do D. Wayne's fantasy camp and, and stuff like that. And he was talking about what do you think about when you're tired? What do you think about when you think about being tired? And a lot of people go into, like, well, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. And that's a sense of being selfish, right? One of the hardest things to do in sports is if you're going out, if you're running a marathon, is when you get to mile 18, mile 19, to kick it into a different gear when you're tired, right? And to stay with the game plan. Not to say, oh, now I need to adjust the game plan. Um, And I think that's that's the mental fortitude that we're talking about. You talk about, you know, that number in the fourth quarter, it's the ability to execute when you in when you are tired late in the game. And then secondly, I, I gotta tell you, like the two pivotal points of the game for me, number one was Max Struess getting off in the first opening minutes of yeah. the game. Right? It's the the lack of discipline on the opposite end from the coverage, the miscommunication, the miscues by Denver which typically this team, they influx, right? They, they go through these series like that. So that was one, having them set the tone, starting Kevin Love on Aaron Gordon, allowing Jimmy Butler to guard the likes of Jamal Murray. And then I, I got to give him a lot of credit, and you guys see it firsthand down there. I can't imagine what it's like to sign a five-year, $90 million deal, and all of a sudden to be told that you're, you're not really a starter anymore, right? And to all of a sudden to go for 10 points. But like little things, like he gave Jamal Murray a head fake. He flew by him. Step in three. Mm. I ripped through baseline and one. Missed the free throw rhythm. Like Duncan Robinson's 10 point swing that they had there was one of the most critical pieces of that game. And nobody's really going to talk about today because we'll talk about Jimmy making shots on the stretch or the job that Bam did or Gabe Vincent. But like Duncan Robinson was a critical turning point of that game in the fourth quarter. It was beyond impressive, man.
Jay, we've been talking about on this show for weeks how Jimmy Butler, in regards to the ankle, just hasn't looked the same after, I think, Game 3 of the next yeah. series. Like it's getting to the point that I don't, I don't overly trust him with the ball right now because he can't move. Yeah, and these role players have had to step up now, and you know the list of the guys, but it's Duncan Robinson, it's, it's Caleb Martin, it's Gabe Vincent, it's Max Strews. Who has surprised you the most out of those guys? I mean, it's probably it's his consistency in which Gabe Vincent has played at. He, it's going to be interesting, him being a free agent. I mean, you're going to talk about him making $9, 10 $11 million a year. I mean, even the little wink that he gave, I, I don't know if it was to Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray, he's just playing with superior confidence. And I also got to tell you guys, I mean, I was there like <laughs> – I, I love Kyle Lowry so much. First off, he's one of the best actors in the game of basketball, <laughs> but he's also he's – a, he's a pit bull, right? Like, he just makes – Tough plays and, and little things that, like, how I would play at the park against, you know, 15-year-old kids are things that I see him doing. Like, just even having, I think it was Jamal's, Jamal or KCP's hand was just, like, slightly on his hip. And just to act in that moment mm-hmm. after they've been the aggressor for most of the game, that could teach you the free throw line for three points, guys. Like, it's little things like that. You could tell one team is seasoned, experienced, and the other team is young, trying to trying to earn the right to say that we belong here, right? Mm-hmm. One team feels like they belong, and they're the team of seven undrafted players and four players that people didn't know their names as much. They feel like they belong as another team that's been the best team in basketball for most of the year that is trying to prove that they belong here. That's uh, the difference. Just just a couple more here for Jay Will, and we appreciate him taking the time, and he knows that we, uh, we rib him on a regular basis, and he... Uh, I love it. He, he eats it, and we appreciate it, uh, but... Uh, Jimmy Butler's sort of just YMCA in it right now. Uh, this is this is YMCA ball. He is just laboring and he's trying to do what he can. He doesn't look overly inspiring. Certainly doesn't look like the definition of playoff Jimmy. That Josh Hart uh, slide tackle on him completely changed the all and altered the way he's playing in this postseason. But in the finals, when when Jimmy Butler is on the floor, the Heat are at 128.6 offensive rating, defensive rating 75.9, plus 52. How is he still finding a way to get things done? What does he do, the small things that you see, that allows that sort of, of uh, ability to compete and to succeed? Well, look, it's, um, there is a game within the game of basketball that only a certain few are great at executing. And the one thing I, I got to tell you that I absolutely adore Jimmy Butler on is that, you know, it's like, um, it's like a phone booth fight in boxing. It's like, all right, there, there are no headshots. They're only body blows, right? And, and who can maneuver themselves to get as many body blows in as possible? And the one thing that Jimmy's really good at, not only is he chasing around Jamal Murray all over the floor like he did last game on a hurt ankle, but it, it's like just getting him there, like all you have to, you guys cannot tell me that there's a sense that if Miami is there at the end of the game, like what is the expectation percentage that you guys feel they're going to win? Answer that question for me real quick. I, I mean, it's probably right around ninety-eight, ninety-nine percent <laughs> the way this postseason played out. That's exactly my point. It's like, you know, Jimmy did what he had to do earlier in the earlier stages. He carried the load. Now you're seeing. Is it like the actual team carried the load and they're getting Jimmy to the finish line. And Jimmy's like, I can take care of it from here on out. I can put us in situations to get us over the hump. And look, man, like this is a war of attrition. And at the end of the day, 
Like, you know, the team that has the will, I know that sounds corny, but I've seen teams snatch the will away from other people. It happens in this game where you start questioning your mental toughness. You start questioning. Look, you don't think Michael Porter Jr. right now is questioning whether he can mm-hmm. play at this level? Like, he's questioning himself. Yeah. Like, that, that's a just that, just that question alone for a guy of his caliber lets you know that you, like, you are seeping towards victory if you're the Miami Heat team. Jay Wilt, we appreciate it. We'll be listening tomorrow, six to ten a.m. here on ESPN one hundred six three. The I'm glad I'm glad you didn't put enough thought into the broom to bring it from home. That this was something that came to you in the office. It makes me feel better about that entire thing. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you later on in this series and uh, and after the series. Okay. Guys, when you guys fall short, I'll be the first person to call in, okay? <laughs> hey, no, right oh, yes, I am. I'm not going no, you're anywhere. not. This yes, guy. I am. No, you're not. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Jay, we'll appreciate right, you, buddy. Boy. All right, have a good one. Uh, that is Jay Will here with us on ESPN 106.3. Uh, the, the, the fact that, that Jimmy's still able to give what he's giving, he's clearly, he's, I don't, I feel bad saying it. I trust Gabe Vincent more with the ball. I trust Kayla Morton more with the ball than I do with Jimmy right now. He just he cannot move. He is on one leg. He hasn't even tried to go around guys. No, you know, and, and it and if you felt that, and I think that's part of the reason why. So if Gabe Vincent has the ball, can you know he can shoot? Mm-hmm. You know he can maybe get around a guy, or he can make a good pass. He's been making good decisions with Jimmy. You know he'll make a good decision, but his shot isn't necessarily the main one that the Heat are looking for, especially now with a guy right in front of him. And he can't wiggle around guys like he's been able to, and especially against these Nuggets, Aaron Gordon. He's not powering through that dude. No, not at all. I mean, he's clearly injured. Yeah, He's clearly injured because he's got no lift. He's got no ability to push off. He's clearly hurt. Hey, that phone booth analogy is, I think, exactly what I needed to hear. You know, we've been searching for answers all day. Like, what is Jimmy's role? Like, how is he doing this? He's fighting. The phone booth yeah. right now. Like you you have no choice. It's just willpower right it now. It is just yeah, straight yeah. up willpower. Also, speaking to the untrained, I think I got a lot of answers from Jay Will. I did that, too. That that we that we Ooh. were asking. Like a lot of them. His breakdown on the zone thing too, when he's when he starts talking like the way that it, it does shift and it's not the same look every time, like that's so right because if you give a guy like Yoga yeah. the same look possession after possession, he's going to figure it out. But Do you get heat, up on him? Do you drop? Yeah. Uh, where is the perimeter part of your zone going to be? Uh, it, it's a different look every time. And the, even the way they were denying him was mm-hmm. different. Like, you're making him think more. You're making him work more. And all of those things just accumulate. Yeah. Little by little, you're chipping away. Yeah. You're chipping away at the confidence. You're chipping away at the fatigue. It's like... It's beautiful. Uh, you got to, when you go to Duffy's, chip away at that menu. There oh, are so many options. And do it while you're enjoying it, too, for one, of course. But tell us about Duffy's, if you could, Theo. Well, first and foremost, Stone. Ken, have y'all even made y'all's way to the lobby yet today? We got <gasps> Duffy's. We've got Duffy's. No We've way. We've got a platter of appetizers in the, in the lobby right now because we are welcoming in our summer interns and, and thankful to this group because not only are they bringing in all the new, new ideas and creativity, but their injection into this office also brought us some Duffies today. Yeah. So make well, sure. we'll, we'll see about the ideas. Yeah, yeah. The Duffies definitely. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we yeah. know the Duffies is here yeah. for sure. Ken, seriously, when he said that there was Duffies in the lobby, what food did you visualize first? Or was yeah. that just me? The wings. It's always the wings first. Mm. Oh, there's yeah. some wings there. We got wings. I love those Southwestern egg rolls, too. That's, there's there's I, only a couple egg rolls left. Oh, okay, because that's so, what I visualized. I poof, poof. I saw it in color, this Southwest what was that? What was that? What is your mind? That's the sound your mind makes? Just weird. flashed right in front of my face. Now, sadly, we didn't have any mozzarella sticks. 
Or mozzarella sticks. Or, or mozzarella one. sticks. Or <laughs> mozzarella You guys drive me insane. But you know where you can find all of those things uh, a la carte at any point. <laughs> That's Duffy's Sports Grill. Catch all the championship action at your favorite Duffy's location with over 80 TVs in every single bar slash restaurant. You will never miss a single a minute of the action. It's a slam dunk or a slap shot. Enjoy your two-for-one drinks all day, every day like I do as well. And you know what? Because it's not just about basketball or hockey, it's graduation season as well. So I want to make sure that all of the graduating seniors, whether that be high school, college, or above, let Duffy's host your graduation celebration with private party spaces and custom menu packages available for parties of 12 or more. Book your party now at Duffy'sMVP.com. Duffy's, our game is always on. Are Theo and I shaming ESPN West Palm? We'll discuss when we come back. He's Theodore, CWPTV, Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. <laughs> I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. The Heat can't keep doing this. The Heat can't keep doing this. They just can't keep doing this. I keep seeing that on social media. I keep being told that. They can't keep doing this. Folks, this is not the first round anymore. This isn't the Knicks series anymore. The Heat are 20 games into the postseason. Oh, my goodness. They are heading into game three of the NBA Finals after winning a road game last night. Can't keep doing this. Can't keep doing this. This is not sustainable. No, but it it is. It's been sustained for a long yeah. time at this point. Uh, get these numbers. So, John Jablanca tweeted the following. The Miami Heat in the playoffs are 39% from three. on wide-open threes. 39% on open threes. Four times they've shot 50% or better, including 160%. Nine times they've shot 40% or over. They've only shot sub-30% three times. And if you take out the Knicks series, they only had three games of 14 shooting below 35%. So all of this... He can't keep shooting like this. He can't keep shooting like this. They'll regress. Can't keep shooting like this. No, this is their, this shooting, 48% from three, this is not an anomaly based on where they've shot the majority of this postseason. Ah, they shot near 50% last night from three. They can't keep doing that, except they have in this postseason. It, It stopped being an anomaly three weeks ago. Yeah. It stopped being an anomaly because, Stone, you brought up you brought up in the in the the Knicks series. You brought up in the Knicks series. Oh, this three point shooting. This three point shooting. It's a regress to the mean. It's a regress to the mean. It's regress to the mean. It's regress to the mean. No, it was right before the Eastern Conference Finals. It's going to regress to the mean. And what did I tell you at that point? I told you no. In the Knicks series, it regressed to the mean. Right. What makes you think it can't pop back up in the Eastern Conference Finals? And what did it do? It came back up to the level it was at in the Milwaukee series. Yeah, I said it after they stole game one in Boston and they shot over 50%. I said, they're going to regress to the mean. Like, you're in Boston. Again, they have to. And, yeah, like you said. They they, already did. They didn't. And I think if you want tangible evidence, it's game one of this series, watching Max Struess and and Kayla Martin and and Gabe Vincent not even be able to get it near the rim. And then you watch Max Struess come out, hit his first three from beyond the arc last night. And it's like, okay, well, if they can pick up the phone that early, then there's no reason to lose hope on these guys. I mean, it's just these looks from distance for the Heat. And now this is two straight games. This is two straight games. These looks are delicious. I mean, they are 
Open, open. Duncan Robinson in Jeff Green face from like 29 out wasn't even an open. Well, that's or wasn't just even a tasty right. look. Yeah. yeah, but they they the Heat missed so many wide open threes, and by definition, that's six feet or more that you have between you and the nearest defender. I never knew that. The Heat had a ton of those opportunities and didn't hit him in game one. They hit him last night, and they didn't even hit him into the pace they hit him in game seven against the Celtics. Yeah, I think it's it's funny because like, this is the Heat. It feels like, too, this is the only way that the Heat can win. Like, they have to shoot over 40% mm-hmm. from three because they don't have a Jamal Murray type that can just get his own shot like that because right. of the fact that Jimmy Butler is hurt and, and not Tyler playing Hero at full strength. Tyler Hero is out right now. And Gabe Vincent, while he can do that in spots, and even Caleb Barton has shown he can do that in spots, it's not going to be your 1A offense if you're right. Eric Spoelstra. So, like, Eric's, if Eric Spoelstra keeps drawing up open looks – and the Heat keep executing and getting themselves open looks, then it's going to come down to, are they making the shots or missing them? Yeah. And on nights like last night when they shoot at just under 50%, they're going to win those games most times. Right. And if, even if they can just keep it around 40 to 45%, they're okay. They're in the game. And then at that point, you rely on guys like Jimmy and Bam to take you home. Like, yeah. this is... The formula is there. The window is there. They've been doing it all postseason. we got to stop acting like it's new. It's been 20 postseason games. The Heat have been over 40% nine times. That's a personality trait. Yeah. Almost 50% have they been 40%. Oh, well done. You see what I did there? That's confusing as hell. I um, don't know what you under, yeah. I don't know what you said. I just wanted to make him feel good. It's, it's just it's math. You just wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> just levels. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just it went over my head. But if someone tries to tell you on social media or someone texts you or someone's trying to trash talk you, oh, the the heat can't keep shooting like this, you tell them no, the, the heat have shot like this. Damn near the entire postseason. Tell them no. And yeah. also, how long do you want them to keep doing it until you believe? Like, right. do they have, to, they have win? to see them put yeah. up the trophy <laughs> like, to actually believe it now? Even like, they, we are three games into the NBA Finals now. Even when they lift the trophy, they were like, yeah, you, you're lucky the Finals didn't last another right. week. Because <laughs> they would have cooled off eventually. Like, the, like, Don't act like that's not going to be said, though. I know. Like, it will be said. you know what will happen? And I'm not, again, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. Just 1-1. One, one, the Heat do have home court advantage in the Finals, whatever. But just, like you're saying, Stone, if... The Heat do win these NBA Finals. How quickly will the narrative be, yeah, but they will not be able to repeat? How huh. quickly will and the narrative be? I don't care. I know. I'm that's just fine. saying, like, yeah, isn't, that's fine. Isn't everybody's thing this whole run has been they I can't do it. They can't I, do it. I don't think that's going to get brought up because nobody in their right mind thinks they can even no. repeat or get close to it. So they just I won't know. even bring yeah. it up. Yeah. But, so, but, but even talking about. Yeah, but you're right. They'll find a way to to denigrate the heat because even last night, oh, if the goaltend gets cold on bam, then it completely changes the oh, outcome yeah. of the game. How about when Jokic was awarded three free throws, not even touched? Uh, like, yeah. like I said, we can play this game for days. Or how, about, how many how many push offs and chicken wings yeah. and stuff does, does I mean, Jokic get Jokic, to throw? Jokic, anytime he makes a move to the rim, is an offensive foul every single time. Because another the push off, you're right. The chicken wing. The one hook, thing the that we're, thing. one thing that we're missing in all of this is it's not like Jokic has a great handle. He just has a big body and he uses his off hand right. to push people he, away from it. He at one point last night. He went behind the back with the dribble, got to the rim, but in order to do that, he used his offhand every to hook Bam out of the way. <laughs> like, like that was every time. It's not ball handling, it's manhandling. Right. That's what Jokic is doing, and, and which and is then, fair unless you want to call it on both ends. But then Caleb Martin gets called for a push-off. Ugh. Oh, I, oh my God! And then Kyle Lowry gets called for a push off on Jokic. That was atrocious. Oh yeah, Kyle Lowry moved Jokic with his yeah. With that his was right Kyle arm. Lowry, right? Yeah. With, with his right arm. Yeah, he's, he's big enough to, to push that doughboy ten feet away. Jokic Stop it! Left the ground when Kyle Lowry oh. pushed him with the arm. Yeah. But, yeah what you're going to see after this season, though, it just hit me. It's not that they're going to say they can't repeat. 
the way too early power rankings are going to come out, oh, and the Heat are going to be at like seven. 25. You know what? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. You know what you do? You just point your finger. Yeah, of you course. You point to your finger, and you post your parade pictures. Oh, my right? God. Um, so, uh, again, game three Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3 from Caseya Center. Uh, I, um, I, I have a, an issue. I go on a cruise, a nine-day cruise starting Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I go on a nine-day cruise starting Friday, so I'm already guaranteed of two cruise games, games four and five. <laughs> there is a legitimate chance, and again, this is just a hypothetical, but there's a legitimate chance that, I mean, the Heat have home court advantage. You can at least bring it up. <laughs> I could be away on vacation while the Heat win the championship. Yeah. I could be away on vacation while the Panthers win the championship. I, this, this cruise was booked five, six months ago. You're so canceled. Okay? Neither of these teams were in the playoff picture at that point when this cruise was booked. <laughs> and how bad a look is it? Me, as a, as a sports talk radio host, middays in this market, how bad of a look is it for me to be on vacation while the Heat and Panthers could hypothetically win championships while I'm sailing the high seas. How bad a look <laughs> is it? How bad a look is it for me to be on vacation out of the country in this Palm Beach County Treasure Coast market? Because this is a reality that's potentially facing me now while I'm on a cruise. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063, 888-760-3776. How bad a look is it for me to be on a cruise while the Heat and Panthers potentially win their respective championships? Theo, going on vacation next Wednesday. I was about to say, yeah, I, uh, I can't comment on how bad of a look it'll be for you because I, too, will be um, out. You're horrible! How bad a look is it soon. for Theo and myself yeah. to potentially be on vacation with the Heat and Panthers winning championships? You know what's worse? What's worse about mine? I'm, I'm going to, uh, to Martha's Venue with a few friends who are Boston Celtics fans, and before we booked this trip, they were the ones that were like, hey, I don't know because there's going to be some NBA Finals dates on the schedule there around those dates. So I'm not sure if I'll be able to go there or if I got to work it because they're journalists as well. And I was the one like, hey, look, we'll be good. I'm booking it. I'm on. <laughs> and the Celtics fans were the one that uh, were like. Where they were sort of, yeah. oh, man, and they now, were sketchy on it. Yeah, now they get to kick Ooh. their feet up, and my team is going to be the one that's in the NBA Finals actually competing. At um, least you're going to have access to American television. Yeah. I'm going to be in international <laughs> waters. 888-760-3776. He's Theodore of PTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. That's right. I'm leaving Friday for vacation nine days. Theo's leaving next Wednesday. There's a conceivable chance that we're both gone if the Heat and Panthers win championships. Hopefully we're not the good luck charms. <sighs> oh, boy. <laughs> How bad a look is it for us? Midday radio hosts in this market to be gone with these two teams potentially winning championships. We booked these. I booked mine months and months and months and months and months and months ago. 
I booked mine like in round one. Theo booked them with Celtics fans <laughs> who were wishy-washy on booking it because they thought they'd be covering the finals, and instead it's Theo yeah. who's in the situation. Uh, Jonathan is in West Palm. How bad do we look? Jonathan in West Palm here on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, hey how you guys doing? Good. I think it just makes your vacation a little bit better. I think it's going to make a story. You're going to hate having canceled. So go go there, have fun. And if you're on there, you're obviously going to find yourself a television. I know it. Um, you'll find the internet somewhere on that cruise. <laughs> and you just celebrate even harder when they win. Amen. Yeah, Amen. I'm going to get tequila sloppy. I appreciate I you, Jonathan. It. Thank you. And, hey, and, and it's my show. So when I come back, I can just relitigate all the points I wanted to oh, make. Yeah. Oh, anyway, God. I, I mean, if the Heat win the title. If the Panthers win the title, we're talking Heat and Panthers for the next month. Oh, yeah. Every day. The last thing I want I is care. a buckshot of your takes. Just getting... Sp- it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Sean, quickly in Palm Beach Garden. Segway, Sean. What's up, Sean? Hey, man. I want to preface this by saying it's all sour grapes because I love you all and I love listening every day. But I compare it to... Uh, I went to a Super Bowl party where I didn't know anybody, but there were some team... Uh, there were some people that were rooting for my team. I rooted for my team with them. But it's going to be like that. I'm not going to get to celebrate with you, man. Uh, so that's the whole thing. You uh, knew the dates. I know. You know. You know what we'll do, though? And, Sean, appreciate it. We are going to – we'll make up for all time lost. Oh, of I promise. Okay? We'll make up for all time lost. But I'm not sitting here – I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I hope things fall apart because I wanted to be here if they won the championship. <laughs> uh-uh. We're full full speed full ahead, throttle, just like baby. me on that ship. Heat yeah. five. We're full speed ahead. Woo! That's right. Let's go Heat. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. We'll do it again tomorrow. Bye-bye.